Does your financial advisor take the time to really listen to you? Is your financial strategy personalized for you and your family? Will your financial advisor be there as your life and financial situation changes? When you work with Edward Jones, they focus on what's important to you. You'll work together and use an established process to create a personalized financial strategy backed by the advice, tools, and resources to help you reach your goals. And they'll partner with you to help your strategy stay on track. Visit edwardjones.com or stop by the office of Todd Nash in Coralville, Jeff Rudolph, or Scott McGill in Iowa City, or Travis Whitmore in North Liberty. Edward Jones, Making Sense of Investing, member SIPC. Joining Mr. Thomas Michael Suter, it's Pat Hardy from hawkfanatic.com and Coach Don Patterson. Morning, Coach. Good morning, Tom. Good morning, Pat. How you doing, Don? I'm doing okay with this extra time uh, before this uh, championship game tonight. I've had more than the usual amount of time to study the two teams, and and uh, I think it's got the potential to be as good as any championship yeah. game we've ever had. I'm really looking forward to it. And the fact that there's a Big Ten team in it has my interest a little more. Uh, mine too. I mean, there's some local to it. So I know you've done a lot of breaking this game down. And um, so, what's your feeling, Don? I mean, we'll we'll go we'll get all, we'll go through all the specifics. But who do you? What's your gut feeling? Who do you think is going to win? Well, the, if you put a gun to my head. Uh, I would have to predict that Alabama is going to win. Okay, but let me let me qualify that. I do think it's very very likely to be a one score game. Uh, I did see in the paper that somewhere I saw that Alabama is favored by eight or eight and a half points. Mm-hmm. And my reaction to that is, if I were a betting man, I would definitely take Ohio State. Okay, because I think it's I think Ohio State may beat them, uh, and if they don't beat them, I think it'll be less than one score. Can the winning team? Can the winning team be the team that doesn't get the best quarterback play? Do you think the two quarterbacks, whoever plays better, that team's going to win? That's going to be important. There's no doubt about that. Uh, you know, when you look at the numbers, uh, one key question would be, is Ohio State's Justin Fields going to be able to run the football? Um, one of the one of the big differences between yeah. the two teams is the rush offense. Mm-hmm. Uh, rushing yards per game, Alabama's at 186. Ohio State is at 273. That's a differential of 87 yards per game. Then when you factor in the rush defenses of the two teams, Ohio State's got a slight edge there, too. So if you want to talk about margin, uh, rushing offense versus rush defense, uh, Alabama's plus 76 in their games. Ohio State is plus 184. Uh, Now, one reason they have such an edge over their opponent is because their quarterback is a runner. Mm-hmm. And the obvious question is, can you visualize that he's going to run very much tonight? I don't think so, uh, simply because I think they're going to try to protect him from a, an injury standpoint, mm-hmm. and uh, and yet they're going to have to run him some because that's part of what they do. Have you? How closely have you looked at special teams and who would you give the advantage? Because something tells me special teams may come out big in this game tonight. Yeah, that's definitely an X factor because I did read somewhere that the the uh, one of the key places where Ohio State does have some COVID-19 issues mm-hmm. is in the area of kickers. And as I understand it, the guy kicking tonight will have never kicked in a game before. See, that could be huge. Uh, wow. Now, maybe that'll change. I don't even recall his name. It's, it's not as if Ohio State had an All-American kicker mm-hmm. to begin with. Uh, but still, can you imagine your first game to kick in college football – 
would be on the biggest stage of all. Yeah, that could be. Oh, a, wow, that could really be a huge impact with this. Well, so what about if it comes down to a field goal? How good do you feel about Ohio State's chances there? That would be a, a real concern because uh, if they're lucky, a game-winning field goal would have been preceded by several PATs mm-hmm. so that that kicker could gain confidence. Maybe a chip shot field goal in there somewhere, and now a game-winning field goal doesn't seem to be quite so taunting. So I think it depends on how many times he's kicked already. And the other thing, when you look strictly at the kicking game, there is a decided edge on a punting average that goes to Ohio State. Ohio State averaged 44.8 yards over the whole season. That's 68th in the country. Versus Alabama's 38.0, that's 118th in the country. Now, here's the bad news if you're an Ohio State fan. Alabama punts exactly two and a half times a game. (laughs) Uh, 30 punts over an entire 12-game season. So uh, they're not going to trade too many punts. It looks to me like they're going to be scoring as many touchdowns as they are punting the ball. So what do you think – Devontae Smith, what, how big of a factor is he for Alabama? Does he give them any type of edge? I mean, what do you think? I mean, just his impact on the game, what do you think? You know, the one thing I don't know specifically would be uh, how a Heisman Trophy winner has fared in that next game. I think in general, historically, the Heisman Trophy winner has not That's... had an exceptional game. Uh, but I, w- I certainly wouldn't want to tell Devontae Smith that he's not going to be able to play well because I'm pretty sure he's got other ideas about how he's going to play tonight. I think he'll be a huge factor. He's, he's a great receiver. Uh-huh. Let's not forget he's also a great punt, punt returner. returner. Yes, that's what I – I do know one Heisman Trophy winner who played well, and that unfortunately was Carson Palmer. Boy, did he. 2002. <laughs> so, but, but – um, so, 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 Don, you think this is going to be a track meet? You think this is going to be like a 38-35 type game? Is that what you feel? I do think it's going to have more than just a few points. I say that for a couple of reasons. Most obvious is both teams have very prolific offenses. Mm-hmm. And it, but even then, in both cases, they do a good job of protecting the ball. If you look at turnover margin, uh, one team is plus 11. That's Alabama. Of course, that's in 12 games. Uh, Ohio State is plus 9 in only 7 games. So if you look at, at turnover margin per game, uh, Ohio State has a slight edge, 1.3 uh, plus 1.3 per game versus 0.9 per game. So that's um, that's almost half a turnover. Uh, statistically, of course, the question is, will they be even on turnovers or will Ohio State be plus one? Even plus one is significant. Think of it this way. If you have 12 possessions in a game uh, and if you're scoring touchdowns a third of the time, that's four of those 12 possessions. That only leaves eight. Well, if you if you if you're minus two on turnovers, you're at a huge disadvantage because you got two less mm-hmm. opportunities to score. And um, I suspect they'll be very even on turnovers too. They'll be even or plus one. They've been pretty much even or plus one in every game they've played this year. It's interesting that they haven't been plus three or four against anyone. It's always seemed to be plus one or plus two or, or even something like that. What do you think? Do you think the difference in games played is going to be a factor on the field tonight? I mean, Alabama's played five more games. Will that help or hurt Alabama? Ohio State's played five less. Will that help or hurt Ohio State, in your opinion? Well, I think if Ohio State – let me back up. If Alabama has uh, managed to go into game 13 with a pretty healthy roster, I don't know their individual uh, starting lineups well enough to know how many many season starters are out tonight – 
maybe none. If, if uh, Alabama's lucky enough to have that same starting lineup they had six weeks ago, then that, that certainly, uh, I think, would give Alabama an edge. And I say that because they've, they've had more chances to improve by playing more games and, and you know, having a chance to rehearse all kinds of game situations uh, versus Ohio State's uh, seven games. Uh, that's that's just my personal opinion. The thing that gives me hope, if I'm an Ohio State fan, they did play their best football game just a week ago yeah, or ten days ago. That's true. That's a good. And point. Um, game seven was a really good football game for them, and of course they're intent on playing even better in game eight than they did against Clemson. What are um, some of the the key analytics that you've uh, pieced from from your research for this game? Okay. Good question, Tom. Total offense uh, is the only parameter that was 100% reliable in picking a winner. Uh, all 19 games, uh, the team with the most total offense won every time. Of course, that would be uh, 12 times for Alabama and seven times for Ohio State. But when you look at their total offense, uh, it's it's not hard to imagine that it might be a single uh, single-digit difference in their total offense anyway. Ohio State for the season is 545, Alabama is 535. But then when you look at, at their total defense, Alabama has a slight edge there. So it's it's uh, not hard to imagine that their total offense is a push. Uh, I would say n- neither team has an advantage in terms of total offense. The second parameter that's the most reliable is the edge on rushing yardage. You've already heard me say that edge definitely goes to Ohio State. So that's a plus for Ohio State. The third parameter, which has been reliable 17 out of 18 times, is edge on explosive plays. Um, Alabama has uh, had 7.6 explosive plays per game. I'm, did I, say, I said Alabama didn't. Alabama is yes. 5.8. Ohio State is 7.6. Ohio State has makes more big plays per game, uh, but Alabama gives up slightly less plays per game. Uh, if you look at margin on explosive plays, Ohio State is 2.6 per game, Alabama 2.0, so a slight edge there to Ohio State as far as making big plays and having an edge on big plays. Edge on first downs goes very slightly to Alabama. They're 27.7 per game versus Ohio State's 25.7. But we're kind of splitting hairs. That's not very different. When you look at, at margin on first downs, it's even closer. Uh, Alabama has an edge of one first down per game, 7.7 versus 6.7. So a lot of these key parameters are very close. The one that is not close is rushing yardage. So if I had to pick one thing that should give Ohio State a lot of hope, if you go out and have a a 70, 80, 90-yard edge on rushing yardage, I suspect you win the game. One thing that I was just looking up here, it looks like Jalen Waddell, Alabama's other really good receiver, it looks like he may play some. I mean, it looks like there's a chance. And going into the season, Don, he was actually ranked as high. Some even thought maybe he was better than Devontae Smith, and he's been out for since the Tennessee game. How big of a factor would that be if he can come in and play? Yeah, I don't know how much practice time he's gotten in. Of I'm, course, I always like to say it's kind of like riding a bicycle. You don't forget how to play. Here's what Nick Saban said. He, he might be a little a little bit rusty as a result of being out for so many weeks. Here's what, um, here's what Saban says. He goes, he has been able to practice to some degree. I think the biggest challenge is can he sustain in the game? So it sounds like they're going to give him a shot. So that will be interesting to see. I mean, Don, could that also maybe hurt their chemistry too if they try to force it to him? You know, I don't think that'll be an issue. I think he could only be should only be viewed as a plus for Alabama. Okay. Uh, really and the reason they say that, 
before Jalen Waddle was injured, you heard everything about Jalen Waddle and not so much yes. about mm-hmm. the eventual Heisman Trophy winner. Yes. So that gives you an idea of how of how dangerous Jalen Waddle is. And then, of course, the Saban factor is it going to be a factor tonight, or is that just is there not much, is that overrated? Does he does he give Alabama an edge? His presence on the sideline. I side think so. He's been there more times than anybody else. Uh, but if there's a Saban factor, there might also be a Sarkeesian factor. Okay. Mm-hmm. And the Sarkeesian factor could be a negative for Alabama. I, I can't imagine that Sarkeesian's had a chance to put in as much time with the preparation as he would really like to do. And I say that just because I'm sure that um, that he's getting some pressure uh, from his next employer from the University of Texas. Mm-hmm. He's getting some pressure to do some work for them, too. No. Do you think it might boil down to uh, coach that uh, how how much Justin Fields is going to be able to do tonight? How compromised he may be? Yes, I think that is one of the biggest questions going into the game, and one that we should get answered probably in the first quarter. Yeah. You know, if he's mm-hmm. a little less likely to run the ball than he normally is, if they're if they choose not to run him, then they're, uh, they're, they're obviously done. a lot of those situations where he's carrying the ball, those are actually called running plays. Yes. So if he's not part of the run game they're package, done. then that's an indication that they're they're kind of fighting with one hand tied behind their back. That'll be a major problem because when I watch them, they're at their best when he's running the ball on design plays and on broken plays, uh-huh. third and seven, when he scrambles for eight or nine. If they don't have that option, because he's not as good a pocket passer as Mac Jones, and they're not built to pocket passes like Alabama is. So it will be, to me, you're right. I think, Don, that's the key. If 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 Fields can't run the ball tonight, I think Ohio State's in serious trouble. Yeah, I think you're right. I think here's some other categories that are not necessarily the most important parameters, but let's face it, all of them contribute to a win or a loss. Here's some areas where Alabama has a distinct edge. They have a distinct edge in pass offense. Mm-hmm. They're 349 yards per game versus 272 on the part of Ohio State. That's the fifth-best pass offense versus the 31st-best. Again, not a huge edge when you look at the yards, of course. uh, It's more than offset with with, uh, Ohio State's edge in rushing yardage. Uh, Here's an area where there is a distinct difference. In both cases, it favors Alabama. If it comes down to a battle of red zone offense, red zone defense, Alabama wins. Just to give you an idea of the numbers, Red zone scoring offense, Alabama 4.97 points per opportunity versus 4.34 for Ohio State. So that's a pretty significant difference. And then when you look at red zone scoring defense, an even bigger difference in favor of, in favor of Alabama. Alabama's only given up 3.22 points per opportunity in the red zone versus Ohio State's 4.36. Ohio State's red zone defense has not been very good. Uh, at least compared to Alabama's. Uh, another area that you just kind of touched on, sacks allowed. Alabama's only allowed 1.42 per game versus 2.86. That's 24th in the country in the case of Alabama versus 101st in the case of Ohio State. So to look at it another way, uh, Ohio State is twice as likely to give up a sack as Alabama, and even, you know this about sacks, I would be willing to bet you if, if either team is sacked tonight, that's probably going to end up in a punt after after third down. You know, it's, it's amazing how often a minus play such as a sack can can ruin a drive in terms of being able not being able to convert on a critical down. Hey, let's say somebody gives us a peek ahead and they say, well, the game's not going to be competitive. 
one team is going to basically take would we all agree that we would pick Alabama to be that team if the if we if we knew the game wasn't going to would you think it would be Alabama I would I, I would, would expect that if 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 it turns into a one-sided game it'll be in Alabama's favor That's what but, I think. but wouldn't you have said the same thing before the Ohio State Clemson game or not? No, no, you wouldn't. No, no, because I, I don't think I did not think Clemson was as good as Alabama this year. I just, I just didn't. And I that was just me though. I, I wasn't overly confident about Ohio State winning that game, but I picked them to win in our picks. But I also picked Ohio State to beat Alabama. I think thirty eight thirty five was my pick, but I'm not real confident about that. I just, I and I think Don, just from listening to you, I think you think Alabama's just maybe a little bit better than Ohio State if they're both playing at full potential. Is that true? Is that fair? Yeah, you know. Again, if if I was uh, if I was if my life was at stake to mm-hmm. pick the winning team, I yeah. would I would have to go for Alabama. On the other hand, if you if you ask me to invest a million dollars in Las Vegas, and let me go on record as saying this, I would never ever bet on a football game of any type. I never have, never will. Mm-hmm. But if uh, if you factor in the point spread. It wouldn't be hard for me at all to take Ohio State. No, I think yeah. they will cover the points. No, you're right about mm-hmm. that. Let's hope they do. I just hope it's a good game, and I would like to see the Big Ten win. I mean, it's it's been quite a while. It's been quite a while, and it's just it just would be good for the conference. It would be just a nice way to end a crazy year. You know, and to go one step further, Pat, it would be good for college football, too. Yeah, I agree. It sure would. Yeah, I agree. I mean, we need something besides yeah. Alabama and Clemson. Well, we did have LSU last year, but now they didn't even have a winning season this year. You know, Don, I wanted to ask you, yeah. um, I don't, we've all been noticing this, and Tom, I don't want to ruin your day. Have you been? It seems like every day we hear about another really good Iowa State player saying they're coming back. Uh-huh. The latest one was Charlie Kolar, the tight end. Greg Eisworth the day before, I thought for sure Kolar was gone. I did too. I but... mean, they're all coming back, Don. And you heard, did you guys think anything about the New York Jets, Campbell? I did not. Not really. I didn't think there was anything to do that. Yeah, yeah. I would have been shocked if he would have gone to the Jets, and I don't even know um, if there was a serious conversation no, between the two. It. You know, some people suggest there was. I, I don't know, and uh, I would I would be surprised. Um, to me, the Jets. I don't I don't even know if I don't even know if Nick Saban could win with the Jets. No. You know, it's going to be difficult for anybody to win with the Jets. The culture is just, I think, uh, unfortunate. It's been that way for a long time. I can't remember the last time the Jets had a winning season, and and I don't know exactly why, but but obviously they made some poor decisions in terms of drafting and whatnot. And um, that's a hard job, I think, a very hard job. Jets used to be my second favorite team. I mean, I've always been a Bears fan, but I love the Jets. I'm old enough. Back when Namath was No, I'm not old enough to remember. I was five when he won the Super Bowl. <laughs> I sort of remember him at the end of his career. I just liked them with Freeman McNeil, and em- I do remember Emerson Boozer a little bit and Matt Snell, but yeah, that that was an interesting one. But now, back to Iowa State. What's going to be interesting, guys? They're going to be a top ten team easily in the polls next year, going into the season. It's going to be a different narrative. It's going to be interesting to see how they see when, how they do as the hunted. Iowa's going to go there next year as a really good team. I think it's. A, I assuming the game's going to be. Even though it was canceled this year, not, it'll, it'll be in Ames, I assume. I imagine they're going to go in there as a really good Iowa team, and they could, and they will probably be the underdog against a team that's ranked in the top ten. It's going to be a strange scenario, isn't that, Don? Yeah, it really is, and it, it says a lot about the the culture of Iowa State that so many of those players are choosing to come back. True. Uh, obviously, they they think they can accomplish. They accomplished a lot this year. They think they can accomplish even more next year. 
uh, it's not hard for them to imagine that they can find a way to win the Big 12. Mm-hmm. They came close this year. And um, I think the graduation losses at o- o- Oklahoma are probably going to be greater. Uh, we all know it's it's hard to make it through a season and accomplish all your goals, but they're certainly focused on doing just that. Well, and the other thing to motivate Iowa State, and I'm not taking anything away from their season. It was great. And I, but they still lost three games. They did. They lost three games. They lost right. to Louisiana. And they've had a 9-3 and three season before. Sage Rosenfeld's led them to. So it's not like this team just went to completely uncharted territory and heights that never touched before. It did win the biggest bowl game ever. But, no, there's reason to be motivated, too, because they, they to me they had a good year, but they didn't have a great year. They lost three well, games. Well, they had a great year for them. For them. and But overall, it was not a great, great year. Uh, nine, I mean, Kirk's had many. Well, nine you're nine. right. Let's talk about a signature win. Tell me a signature win. Who? What's the best win they had all season? Oklahoma, Oklahoma early. Oklahoma. Yeah. Then they beat then Oklahoma. They... Beat Oklahoma in the early season. Yeah, that's uh-huh. right. And that's it. Uh, but that was in Oklahoma with a young quarterback, yes. and he certainly was playing a lot better the second time around than he did the first. Yeah, no, sure. there's a lot of ways to motivate Iowa State, and maybe that's part of the reason these guys are coming back. You know, we didn't get we didn't get that to that level we want to go, and we. But it's going to be interesting because Iowa's riding a six game winning streak going into the off season. They got a lot of momentum. And key players like Linderbaum's coming back. I mean, you knew Davian Nixon was not, mm-hmm. and what have you. But it's going to be an interesting fall. Let's just hope that we're back to normal vaccines and we got fans. I do think – I do I – do, do you guys think there'll be at least – stadiums will be at least half full this fall? I Absolutely. I do too. Don't you, Don? Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think we should have every reason to be optimistic that, that things will actually be back – to normal by next fall. Let's just hope And so. I say that meaning I think you might very well see capacity stadiums. By then we should have uh, everybody that needs the vaccine should have the vaccine. And and um, with just a little bit of luck, this vaccine will be a thing of the past. Now, Tom, wouldn't you selfishly rather have Cyclone Stadium empty next? Um, or would you take one for the team? Oh, no, the... I, I like having fans at the games. But don't I'm... you think it would be easier for Iowa to win there? Without... Most certainly. So, yeah, no, that's going to be it's going to be an interesting fall because I do think Iowa is going to be sort of in Iowa State's shadow nationally. But I think Iowa has a it, – uh, it'll be interesting. Let's just say it, it's going to be – because it'll, the... it'll be a chance. It'll be a chance for us to be the ones with the chip on our yes, shoulder. Yes, that's kind of what I'm saying, yeah. The roles are changing. Yeah, and it'll be interesting. This year, I think that had something to do with Iowa State's success this year. It felt like they had something to prove. Uh, and now they've won a, a, a January 1st bowl game. Uh, and uh, I would I would simply state, of course, they were fortunate to be playing a team that was only ranked 25th. True. Uh, yeah. But they did beat them convincingly. And, and um, hats off to them for being able to do that. But uh, I think it's great that, that the game could have so much, so much magnitude next fall, even mm-hmm. though it hadn't nearly been played. It's easy for both sides to be excited about the game. Well, it's going to be interesting to see where people outside of Iowa pick Iowa next year. I mean, I, I well, we might go into that game zero and one too because we got to start with Indiana. With Indiana and Michael Penix will be healthy, but yep. no, you're right about that. That's a good. That's a that's a good point. But I don't think Iowa is going to be picked by. Do you think many are going to pick Iowa to win the West next year? I doubt it. I, 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 I don't, don't know. Uh, I don't know what other people have coming back, but. But Wisconsin finished their season with a bowl win, and they only finished what four and three, I guess. Yes. But 
Well, Ramsey's not but, coming um, back to Northwestern. He's announced right. that he that that. I guess you could Northwestern's make a, lost a bunch I, of guys. I guess you could make as strong a case for Iowa as you could. There's really doesn't seem to be really any clear cut leader going into the West next year. No, there isn't. It seems to be wide open. Literally, Ramsey would have made a big difference for Northwestern, but they've lost people transfer portal. They no, they yeah. Northwestern's have it. That well, that's interesting. I'm kind of lost uh, two running backs. Yeah, two, two running backs and third string have both. They've entered. It's the not tra- hard to imagine that the preseason picks in the West. In one order or the other would be us in Wisconsin, yeah, where right. we should be the top two. Yep. No, but you're right. Iowa could be maybe the preseason favorite to win the West, but they could very easily be 0-1 mm-hmm. going into that Iowa State. It's get, like I said, it's, uh, I'm already excited for next football season because it's going to be interesting to see how Iowa State handles being the hunted for the first time yep. I can ever recall. Almost ever. Everyone, I mean, Purdy's going to be a senior. I mean, they. I mean, all these tight ends are back. It's all these pieces are coming together for them to have a great year. But I mean, it's. But Don, I mean, you know, you've been on both sides. I mean, is it easier to be the hunter or the hunted? I mean, when you try to prepare um, young men to play, I mean, it, I'm sure it's a big difference per mentality wise, isn't it? Well, it's an additional burden, no doubt about it, because you feel like you can't help but feel like you're going to get everybody's best shot. Mm-hmm. And um, and it's hard to overcome that time and time again. A good example for me, I go back to that 1985 season. I rem- remember vividly, we we had a really one-sided game against Iowa State over in Ames, mm-hmm. and we're bussing back after the game. And somewhere along that that Interstate 80, we we realized that we were very likely to be the number one right team in college football. And sure enough, we were that next Saturday. Our next game was against Michigan State. You might recall, and and we had to pull a large rabbit out of a small hat to win that game, thirty-five, thirty-one, as I recall, and um, and we we had that number one ranking for, I believe, maybe five weeks, five nice. games, and uh, it, you did feel that you were getting everybody else's best effort, and of course, uh, it all came crashing down on us when we went over to Ohio State and lost. I will say this, after they tore down their goalpost that day, I did make the comment, that'll be the last time in the history of football where Ohio State beats Iowa and tears down the goalpost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that, didn't it, it rain real bad that day? Yeah, it? It wasn't was the nasty. weather a big factor? Not making excuses, but because Ohio State had to deal with it too. Well, it was a tough day, but they, I remember they had a great running back by the name of Keith, Keith Byers. Byers. Yep. You probably remember him. Oh, yeah. And uh, he made some comments before the game. I think they came out on game day, and he, he was saying, this is not right, you know, that we're, uh, we're an underdog to Iowa, and they're playing in our stadium, and we have the, the better tradition of football. And, and uh, you could tell that they, they really were, were highly motivated to try to find a way to knock off Iowa, and they managed to get it done. Well, I mean, you guys were ranked number one. Yeah, you were going into your sixth week. And so, yeah, that was, that was a case of being the – but Iowa State's going to be the, the hunted next, next year, I think. Yeah, it, it'll, be, it'll, yeah, be, it'll be a different, a different role for them, something they're not entirely used to. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how Matt Campbell handles that. Go ahead, Don. Yeah. You know, getting back to the championship game tonight, let me give you something else to think about. This is pretty amazing when I had a chance to really look at it. I made the comment last week about how well – Alabama protected the ball, and I made the comment, I bet if there were 150 possessions for the opponent, I bet maybe only 10 of them started in plus territory. You remember me saying that? Uh-huh. I actually went back and looked, and I was uh, just a little bit off, but, but not much. They actually had 146 possessions the opponent did in those 12 games, so 146 times they went on the field. Here's the, here's the amazing stat. 
I said no more than 10 times. There was a grand total of three times when the opponent was in plus territory when they started their drive. Wow. wow. Three possessions out of 146. That's 98% of the time they started with more than 50 yards needed for a score. In other words, they started on the negative end of the field. Uh, and here's the next stat that relates to, to what's going on tonight. In the last 90 possessions, Alabama's opponents have started in minus territory. 90 consecutive possessions over the last seven games. So the bad news, if you're Ohio State, historically, when you play Alabama, you've always got a long field. And that, of course, makes it a little more difficult. Uh, incidentally, Ohio State's done a good job in that regard, too. Uh, 95% of the opponent's possessions for Ohio State have started in minus territory. So that's five possessions out of 95 wow. possessions that that were a short field for Ohio State's opponents. Uh, that's 95% in minus territory versus 98. But here's what you got to realize. You might say, well, those percentages aren't very different at all. Yes, they are. That think of it. Don't think of it as 95 and 98%. Think of it as 5% and 2%. So what we're saying, 2% of the time, Ohio State's opponents have started in plus territory. 5% of the time, um, did I say Ohio State? Yeah, yeah the other way around. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, two percent of the time, Alabama's opponents have started in in plus territory. Five percent of the time, it's happened uh, to Ohio State's opponents. So, in other words, Ohio State's more than twice as likely to uh, give Alabama a short field as the other way around. Does that make sense? To yeah, you? no, it does. Five percent versus two percent. Yeah, and the way you explain it, Alabama's really good at protecting the football. Mm-hmm. They've got good. Special they are really teams. good at protecting the ball and requiring you to drive a long way. Yeah, and they just kind of bury. They. It seems like they. The first thing they win is field position. Mm-hmm. And you hear Kirk talk yeah. about field position all the time. I mean, it's huge. So, is time of possession? Did you look at that? How is there any major uh, discrepancies there for either team? Time of possession really didn't have a whole lot to do with with anything. Just to give you an example, now time of possession for Ohio State. Ohio State won time of possession in all seven of their games, so that held up well for them. It did not hold up well for for Alabama. Um, there were four Alabama opponents that actually won on time of possession, mm-hmm. but one reason they won, of course, is because Alabama was scoring in a short amount of time. Sure, sure. So it doesn't mean much. Notre Dame, Auburn. Uh, Ole Miss and um, Texas A&M all had more time of possession. It, that's that, that particular stat doesn't mean much. Um, I think what matters more is who's got an edge in rushing yardage, who's got an edge on turnovers, uh, like we mentioned, even plus one. Somebody might be plus one tonight. Plus one could be the difference in the game. In a one-score game, of course, it's not hard to imagine that even plus one matters a mm-hmm. lot. Don, would you agree that for Ohio State to win – Justin Fields needs to play real well, but for Alabama, yeah, Mac Jones has to play well, but maybe not as much of a bird, or is he maybe not carrying quite as much weight as Justin Fields? Do you agree with that? Yeah, I do. Let's face it, they do a really good job protecting him. You might recall we talked about Ohio State being twice as likely to give up a sack Mm -hmm. uh, over the season, and uh, and that's with a more mobile quarterback. Yes. So uh, what makes Alabama so different? difficult to defend, especially if Waddle's back playing. They just got so many ways of moving the ball down the field. Mm-hmm. Let's not forget they're not slouches at running the football either. Well they got the door. Um you know, they're gonna they've got a, an excellent running back as good as anybody in college football and and of course Ohio State can match 
their running back with with a prolific running back on their part too. Trey Sherman. Um, but um, it's really it's really going to be a fascinating game. I think it's going to be it's got the chance. You know, you might recall the last two years we've actually had one sided yeah, national championship right. games. Yep. Uh, but the three years before that, the point spreads were five, four, and three. Mm-hmm. We had three consecutive um, one score uh, games in terms of scoring margins. So I think we have a so three of the six games have been one touchdown or less. Uh, the other three have been one-sided. The last two have been one-sided. This one, I think, is going to return to that one-score category. I'm looking forward to it. I mean, what time's kickoff too. roughly? Do we know? Is it a little before eight, or what? What time kickoff is? I, I don't have that information. I'm not sure either. What's, what, that? what's that? Seven. Seven. Okay. So no, I'm really looking forward to. It. Tom, do you got anything? You say we, we covered everything. Well, hey, I want to ask you, Don. What do um, you watch the NFL much? I watched uh, quite a few of the games yesterday, a little bit. I watched the Bears closely because of Khalil. Mm-hmm. And um, it didn't surprise me, of course, that, that the Saints were able to to put them away. Uh, you know, the, the Bears just have to do something to come up with a more a more uh, offense. explosive offense, a better, more but, consistent offense. It, it's too much pressure on the defense. Yeah, I watched a little bit of that game, and I, I turned it off after uh, they dropped the Bears dropped the sure touchdown pass. I mean, right in his hands. And that's just what Trubisky needed was a touchdown because he struggled. But now you got 43-year-old Tom Brady versus 42-year-old Drew Brees. <laughs> I think Tampa Bay is going to win. I know I know New Orleans has beat them twice during the – beat them convincingly, but I think Tampa Bay is going to win that game. What do you, what do you, what's your gut feeling, Don? You know, I did hear this stat, and it came up for one of those studio shows uh, either before or after one of the games. Believe it or not, uh, somebody made the observation, if you've beaten somebody twice already, yeah. is it is it really, really difficult to beat them the third time? Statistically, that's not true. It's not. Uh, I think the numbers I recall, they said 32 times um, two teams have played for a third time, and the team that won the first two uh, went on to win the third game 20 out of those 32 times. Okay, interesting. So 20 to 12. So I still, I just have a feeling Tampa Bay's playing better right now, and I just, it's going to be hard to beat Tom Brady three times, and and but we'll see. I mean, it's, it looks like a could be a really could be a really interesting game. I mean, I was Seattle, they, Seattle's out. They, yep. they, I was surprised at how easily they were defeated. And then Don, what do you think of the start of that Steelers game? They were down 28 to nothing. Boom, just like that. Yeah, when I turned over the game, it was twenty-eight to seven, and I thought, and it was middle of second quarter, and I thought, wow, I didn't see that coming. I knew that the Browns had really done a lot of good things over the oh, season. Oh yeah, really hadn't seen them play. But Pittsburgh just self-destructed. But, um, they had three it's turnovers. Pretty amazing that they could. And you know, here's the thing: we got to factor in some of these higher seeds are losing, but they've got no home field advantage yeah. compared to what they've always had in the past. No, you're right about that. Well, and... Cleveland's got a monumental task ahead of them. Who are they playing? Kansas oh, City. Kansas City. Yeah, that's yeah, that's no. At Kansas City. Yeah, I mean Kansas City is. Uh, I, I I don't know. I just uh, have a weird feeling Tampa Bay is going to win the. I have a feeling Brady's going to win his seventh Super Bowl and he's going to do it away from Belichick and it's going to just cement his legacy if it's not already. And I'm not a Tampa Bay fan. It would be neat to see Tristan Wurst win a Super Bowl. That'd be pretty cool as a rookie or whatever. But but no, it was. Uh, I, go ahead, Don. You know, speaking of Tristan, I saw something that was in her, when they introduced the starting lineup. They had him listed as number two out of 40 right tackles in terms of how he played. Yeah, you know, that, no. that pro football focus thing. He had a heck of a uh, year. So, and I watched him in a number of snaps. You know, it's just almost impossible to beat him uh, in a, with a pass rush. You know, he's just so massive, and he's so light on his feet. 
and uh, and of course they get the ball out pretty quickly too. So, but uh, safe to say they don't worry about twist, Tristan Wirfs needing help from a, a tight end or a, a back chipping on a edge rusher. You know he can take no. care of himself. Uh, the one guy supposedly he did have trouble with all year was Khalil. Mack. Yes, he did. I watched uh, it. And, and um, but it's going to be you know isn't it amazing to watch? I, I thoroughly enjoy watching Drew Brees play football because. You know he's he's just so strong mentally and mm-hmm. and um, and the concepts are good and of course he's got good players to to get the ball to too they they're a really outstanding football team in every way and um, it'll be a great game but uh, it's kind of hard to bet against Tampa Bay since they've already beaten it correct me if I'm wrong they've already beaten them in New Orleans too well yeah I mean New Orleans won both games I mean they one game wasn't even that close I just yep. I just have this weird feeling that Tampa I mean and. Yeah, Tom Brady's great, don't get me wrong, but there's a reason he went to Tampa Bay. He knew what was there. They've got Pro Bowl receivers. they got a great offensive line. Gronkowski's playing good now. Tom Brady wasn't going to go play for the Jets or somebody. No. He knew he knew exactly what he was doing. Now, in fairness, he's delivering. He's had a great year, and it's going to be interesting. That'll be a fun game to watch. I didn't give the Bears a chance. I'm happy the Bears made the playoffs, but, and Don, you saw it. I think, unfortunately, I think Trubisky played well enough to where the Bears are going to probably give him a small a contract, but uh, I just I didn't see much yesterday. Do you think the they keep their coach? Yeah, I think they've I think the coach making the playoffs. I, I don't I don't think the Bears are going to make a change right now. Do you, Don? I kind of doubt it. Um, you know, Trubisky. What's so sad is they did such a great job of engineering. You've always heard me talk about some teams don't spend enough time engineering a, a great football play, engineering an explosive play. Mm-hmm. They engineered an explosive play. It was there for a touchdown. The guy it. dropped the ball. And it was a great you know, throw. Tragic, it sure was. Could have been an entirely different game if he catches the pass because it's early in the game. And, and of course, the Bears defense can now think about somehow protecting a, a small lead, that type of thing. But um didn't happen. No, it didn't, and it's unfortunate. But you know, they still made the playoffs, so I guess I'll look at it positively. And are we gonna? Are we talking tomorrow after the game too, or is that? Or have you? That's up to coach. Yeah, I mean, I can come in if you. Did you want to? Do you want to? Sure, I sure. I think that would be okay. I hope that the listeners have enjoyed uh, all the background prep we've given them. Oh, the I know game. they have. You bet. To me, it makes the game more interesting if you understand some of these specifics that relate to winning the game. Uh, and the most obvious would be. Can Ohio State actually outrush Alabama by a significant amount? If they can do that, I think they're going to win the game. No, okay. Well, we'll, we'll talk about it tomorrow, and I can come in on Wednesday too because I just noticed we're going to have Nicholas Bear on at 9.35 on oh, Wednesday. Oh, super. On Wednesday. So, Donnie, as usual, great stuff. We look forward to talking to you tomorrow. And until then, you know, be safe. And um, what else, Tom? What else? Uh, no, that's great. Everyone, uh, you gotta go tell Buckeyes. Everyone, you got to tell everyone to be safe these days. And, and go Buckeyes. Yeah, and go Buckeyes, as strange as that sounds. <laughs> That's right. That would be good for the conference. It really yes, would. It would be great if we could get a win. It really would. All right, Donnie, Sounds we'll talk to you coach. tomorrow. Yep, take care, guys. Bye-bye. Yep, yep we have Nicholas Bear, 935 on Wednesday. Great. That'll work. I'm just confirming it right now. Should we great, take, great, great. Should we take a break? Yeah, let's take a break right now, and uh, we'll come back and go off the rails quickly and permanently. <laughs> 1-800-800-ROSE. 1-800-800-ROSE, your FTD florist, is the only number you need to know to send flowers anywhere in the country or Canada from anywhere in the country. 1-800-800-ROSE. It's so easy, just remember one number, 1-800-800-ROSE, your FTD florist. 1-800-800-ROSE. Remember... 
for a gift that your loved one will treasure for a lifetime. Find it at our family-owned jewelry store in Iowa City, Pertine and Stocker Jewelers. We can show you diamond engagement rings, colored stones, fashion jewelry, and watches. Our jewelers are on site, so we can design jewelry for that special person in your life. We are Hertine and Stocker, serving Iowa City and the surrounding area for three generations. Hertine and Stocker Jewelers, downtown Iowa City, and HertineandStockerJewelers.com. Ask for Willa, Terry, Tim, or Kate. One of us is always there. Over the years, car keys have gotten extremely complex. Mike's Lock and E-Keys for Cars can generate the most technically advanced automotive keys on the market today. Mike's Lock and E-Keys for Cars can produce most conventional transponder, sidewinder, and remote-headed keys. If you've lost the keys to your car or simply need a duplicate, call 330-9185. Mike's Lock and E-Keys for Cars has the technology to keep you on the road. Call 330-9185 and schedule an appointment today. Hey everybody, it's Kevin here from Big Dog Satellite and Solar, your local TV expert and I want to tell you about Dish TV. If technology, value, and customer satisfaction are important to you, then it's time to cut the cable cord once and for all. Upgrade your TV experience and start saving with Dish today. Drop by Big Dog Satellite and Solar on Blairs Ferry Road in front of Rockwell. Call 3950800 or visit us on the web at bigdogsatellite.com. We are Big Dog Satellite and Solar, your locally operated and trusted satellite TV experts. Hi, this is Steve Anderson with Hawkeye Title and Settlement in Iowa City. Whether it's a crazy real estate market, record low interest rates, or the COVID-19 virus, we are living in unprecedented times. But know that my remarkable team at Hawkeye is literally working around the clock and in unique and adaptable ways to try to make every deal close smoothly and on time. We appreciate your understanding, patience, and flexibility as we power through this tough time. We're going to get through this together. Don't let just anyone take care of your smile. At Diamond Dental, you can expect compassion, expertise, and a personalized care plan to protect your teeth for life. With more than 30 years of combined experience, Dr. Forbes and his staff are prepared to tackle even your toughest dental problems, leaving your smile healthy and sparkling. Diamond Dental offers a full range of general and cosmetic dentistry, as well as dental treatment options for snoring and sleep apnea. It's never too early to start thinking about what's best for your smile. Schedule an appointment today by calling 319-390-3703 or visiting the office at 5815 Consul Street Northeast, Suite D1 in Cedar Rapids. You can also visit DiamondDentalPC.com for more information. Dr. Forbes is a proud sponsor of the Hawkeye Wrestling Club and the Inner Circle. Let the Diamond Dental team provide superior care for your entire family. Car won't go into gear? Call Premier. Premier Automotive in North Liberty offers full-service mechanical auto repair, in addition to being Eastern Iowa's most trusted name in auto body repair. Use Premier for all your auto repair needs, brakes, oil changes, air conditioning, diagnostics, transmissions, or preventative maintenance. Whether you hit a deer or your car won't go into gear, see Premier Automotive in North Liberty. GT Car, owner of Supel Siding and Remodeling, offers service and quality that is unmatched in the area. At Supel Siding and Remodeling, their trained professionals will install and guarantee the products used in any size job done. Regardless of the project, Supel Siding and Remodeling will stand behind their quality products and installation with exceptional customer service. Whether it's a window replacement, a kitchen remodel, or a house addition, our employees are committed to quality. 
Visit sales at souples.net or call 337-2246. You see the same people there greeting you and they know you. I think of my cell phone. There's not a big distinction there from family to customer. Deary Ford in Iowa City. That kind of relationship that goes deep. Taking care of you, taking care of your vehicle. It's just that growing list of friends, frankly, that uh, that's kind of been the big payoff for me. The ownership experience is going to be four or five plus years. We have to be there for you. Deary Ford in Iowa City. See why people choose them over and over again. DearyFord.com. Hi, this is Bill Eichsring of the Oxyoke Inn. Our doors are open again. Although the way we serve you is different, we're still here and ready to welcome you. We've learned a lot about keeping you and our staff safe. What hasn't changed is our commitment of trust to you and your family. Our Oxyoke family is ready to take care of you in our four dining rooms with the same quality of food, attention to detail, and customer service you've come to trust for the past 80 years. Those values are now more important than ever. Now serving family style breakfast Saturday and Sunday with lunch, dinner, and banquets daily. Don't forget, you can still order curbside carryout and take the comforting taste of the Oxyoke home with you to share at your family's table. Visit Oxyokin.com, Instagram, or our Facebook page for menu and weekly specials. From our Oxyoke family to yours, we can't wait to see you again soon, and we'll be glad you're here at the Oxyoke Inn in the heart of Amana. Fourteen way from ten o'clock, the mighty sixteen thirty KCJJ. Cloudy today, thirty-three for the high. It is thirty-two now. We're almost we're almost at it. Hawkfanatic.com. So are we back even, to the scintillating conversation? Are we even gonna get to thirty-three degrees so we can get yeah, some melting? I would imagine. But yeah, but that's not gonna I got I got a new shovel. Um, for Jan? No, her back is screwed up. So I was going to shovel. But it's all ice. It's all solid ice. Yeah. So I'll have to. 40 on Wednesday. It'll melt. Well, that'll help melt. a lot. Yeah. And yeah. with the sun out, this what's it supposed to get to today? 32, okay. 33. We may have a little today. God, I'd like to get rid of some of it. Yeah, me too. Hello. Hello. Do you think Michigan's going to end up being the team that we're going to have to beat in basketball? Well, we'll know more uh, tomorrow night because they play Wisconsin and Michigan play. We'll know. Well, I kept kept thinking that uh, I I kept thinking that it was going to be Illinois, and then Maryland comes in and beats Illinois at Illinois. It might still be Illinois. We don't know. I mean, there's too many games to go. That Maryland loss was not good, though. I was that was no, stunning. That's a shocker. Yeah, I I, I, I think that we Michigan. Beat them there's not just going to be there's not just one team that Iowa has to there's going to be a lot of teams this thing's so far from being over well it seems like it seems like some teams are up one week and then the next week they're way down well yeah I mean you have to get a certain level of consistency because this is a marathon and Illinois is what four and two now in Big Ten yeah it's not like they're I mean yeah that was a they they really lost only two who was the other team they lost to um uh it was it too was a surprise yeah Uh, I know was it Ohio State yeah Uh, I don't remember I spent so much time on the show trying to remember things I know it wasn't Nebraska yeah no (laughs) but no I think Illinois Michigan and um Iowa are probably the three best teams in the league and I think Wisconsin's right there I mean I still think the winner of this conference is going to have it with four or five conference losses. Yeah, I do too. My my brother from uh, from who lives around Cleveland, he told me, well, there's no way Cleveland was going to beat Pittsburgh because they had four coaches out and they had a whole mess of 
players out. There just was no way. And then I called him last night, and I went, well, what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I... Turnovers are the great yeah, equalizer. I mean, absolutely. the very first play of the game... Well, the and set- they started it off right instantly I was just getting ready to, Yeah, I was just getting ready to say that. Yeah. 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 Fumble kickoff, so... Yep. Well, I... You know, you coaches always say, well, you play with who you got, and you do. I'll never forget that we had an Outback Bowl a few years ago when we played Florida. They had seven of their defensive starters were out, and they just killed us. And we yeah. got, th- th- you know, three points, I think, against them. Well, remember way back, you might remember this, Pat, but remember way back when Ohio State came to play us and they were such a top team? And we had most of our players had flunked out, and we ended up losing by only one point. But we came back. I think. I think we. I don't know if we went in overtime or not. You're talking about basketball, right? Yeah, basketball. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I do yeah, remember that. Was that was way back then, and nobody gave us a chance. But we came. We didn't beat them, but we came back. That was the Hustlin' Hawks team, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, there's. There's quite a few of those things, but but he he now my brother says he doesn't think we can go and be, they can go and beat uh, uh, Kansas City. He doesn't. He thinks that's going to be something different. It's but a tall order. Knows. Yeah, Kansas City's awfully awfully good. You just never know. All right, no? guys. Well, get out there and get that snow melted and <laughs> see what we can do. Yeah, sure. All right, Cara. Thanks, Cara. We'll see ya. Thanks. So yeah, couple compelling uh, NFL games. So it's, they, they look real interesting to me. Tampa Bay and New Orleans. The way you put it, pal, it's great. Forty-three-year-old versus a forty-two-year-old quarterback. Two of the best quarterbacks to ever play the game. Oh, without question. I mean, I think Brady is hard not to say he's the greatest of all time. Yeah. He's won six Super Bowls, and he just doesn't seem to show. This year, I thought he was starting to finally show some age, but I mean, he's thrown for four thousand thirty-six touch. I mean, yeah, he's, he's had he's a, a missed a beat. Now he's got a great team around him, but he didn't start off well. Seen a lot of quarterbacks with good players around them not be able to get it done. He just gets it done. I mean, and I, I just, I think Tampa Bay is going to win. I think they're going to beat him this time. So, breaking the NFL down, we're going all over the place. You know, we had that. At, I was reminded we had the show the other day where we were playing all that theme song music from TV yeah, shows. Yeah. We missed out on one of the best, Chico and the Man. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Huh? Wasn't that Jose dun, Feliciano? Dun, 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 yes. That's yeah. a, that was a great song. Chico. You got that, Captain? Don't be discouraged. Freddie, uh, watch his poor rest his soul. He had a, Freddie Prince. He had a rough life, didn't, didn't he? Yeah. What did he die of? Did he Gunshot. Did he kill himself? Yes, gunshot. Yeah. He did kill himself. Yes, I didn't know did. if it was accidental. No. Not at all. And why did he, what was going on? I think depression. depression. Yeah, he, was it drugs? Alcohol? I, I don't. I, I don't think so. I just so. think he was. He, I mean, he had depression. He suffered with depression. And I mean, he might have done. You know, everybody did drugs and crap. Yeah. Uh, but you I think, think Jack. Was, you think Jack Albertson did? Yes. <laughs> he was the man, right? He was the yes, man. Yes, he was. But that that was a good song. Uh-huh. That really that was maybe Jose Feliciano's. Didn't he also do Feliz Navidad? Well, he did uh, a, a version of Light My Fire that, uh, yeah, that was, was very popular. Yeah. See, I don't remember ever hearing that. When did yeah. that oh, come it was, out? It was when did that come good. out? Um, 
I don't know, seventies. Oh, yeah, the seventies. Was he drunk he did, when he sang it? No, and that was, Well, he did two versions. One where uh, he did a real good version, and the next one he soiled himself. So and vomited so and it would be laid a, on the stage and yelled that he wanted to kill his parents. <laughs> so it'd be a little more authentic. <laughs> yeah. And told everyone that his parents were dead. Yep. Don't be discouraged The man, he ain't so hard to understand Chico, if you try now I know that you can lend a helping hand What a happy song Because it's good in everyone And a new day has begun You can see the morning sun Wow, it's all coming back to me Things will be better. Oh, yes, they will for Chico and the man. Yes, they will for Chico and the man. Even though it's funny, he don't understand. That's a good song. Yeah. Hello. It's got a good beat to it. Good morning, Pat Hardy and Thomas Michael Theater. Morning. Good morning. Justin Southern. You know, Good, good morning, Captain Steve. Hi. <laughs> Did you say hi or die? Hi, I said. I said hi, I, Captain Steve. I wouldn't okay. say that for I don't want him to die. <laughs> well, I, I couldn't hear. <laughs> you know what, Ari? I would never kill my family. Oh, well, that's good to well, know. Yeah, that's good to Why, know. Why, have they accused well, you on... it takes a load off my mind. <laughs> have they accused you on this show of wanting to kill your family? Are you talking about Jim Morrison? Jim Morrison. I don't think Jim ever killed his family. He just lied and said they were dead because he wanted nothing to do with them for some reason. Well, I would never want my family dead. Oh, my, me either. You know, I mean, I, I'm me with me you. Me either. I, I, I think love that, my family. I think that connects the four of us. We all believe in preserving our family. Yes, I knock do. off a couple, but I mean, you know, yeah. they had a couple. <laughs> These are. What do you this do? Is, this is that's what I love right there. <laughs> right here. Wanna go home. Are we leading up to menus, or are we? Is this, is, I, you know, I, I guess, guess we are. Hungry today? Aren't you hungry? I'm really hungry. Party? I'm always hungry. I'm hungry. No, I am hungry. I'm well, today up. for the Iowa City <laughs> schools, they'll be having chicken and cheese burrito, <laughs> French fries, raisins, and harvest <sighs> harvest cheddar sun chips. Raisins. I love harvest cheddar sun. How about chips? raisins? I don't want raisins. That was for the Iowa City Schools, and now for Regina Catholic School, they'd be having Sloppy Joe, okay. tossed salad okay. with ranch, and assorted fruit. Catholic's a little more healthy. Yeah, my biggest fear is this will be what I'm remembering. Burlington, for. Iowa Elementary, a chalupa, <laughs> okay. a chalupa with caraisins, car- apple juice, and an elk cookie. That was for Burlington Elementary, not Burlington, Iowa Middle Schools. My daughter would be having a chalupa, raisins, apple juice, and elf cookie. Burlington High School and Burlington Notre Dame Nikes Catholic School, chalupa, raisins, apple juice, 
and Elf Cookie. And after lunch, many is on Hawks Fanatic on the Mighty 1630. Yeah, Casey JJ. All right. All what right. are our craisins? Are those raisins that are a little unhinged? What, think, what a, I think they're cranberry. With cranberries. Yeah. Oh, craisins. I, yes. Okay. All right. Yes. What do you think of that? <laughs> Why did you think of that, fat? No, yeah. he's your responsibility. So the Iowa, no, it's his responsibility. Iowa women play Wednesday <laughs> at three. Yeah, I watched them. How bizarre! Yeah, I watched them against Northwestern. They're terrible, yeah. terrible, they terrible. Did, they did not play very well at all. It's unfortunate that was their well. And Caitlin Clark showed she was human. She did not play well. No, she only had eight. Monica Susano was great. Yeah, but their defense wasn't very. And Northwestern's good. I mean, they're they're a good team. They just all their players are athletic. They can shoot, and, and they shut down McKenna Warnock. They did, completely. and Caitlin just did. I thought I thought she took some bad shots, but and, and she forced some. I thought a lot she of did, places. but she makes those sometimes too. But she I just does. thought she hurt them in some ways. And you're going to have a game like that. She still did get eight assists. Now they just have to put that behind them. Because, you know, I mean, that's their second loss in Big Ten play, right? Well, and they have a, a better team coming up. Uh, it's at home, at least. That but, helps. But Ohio State's better yeah. than Northwestern. Yeah. Hello. Good morning, gentlemen. Morning. Good morning. Shooter and my dad, my dad's been driving me crazy about this question. He wants to know, where did Forrest live at when he was in Iowa State? Summit Street. Yeah, right on the I'm corner, of, right near the corner of Summit and Bowery. Yep. Right next door to that big brick red home on the corner of Summit and Bowery. I walk by it almost every day. And I yell, Evie. But yeah, Summit, Summit Street. Interesting, because he, okay, all right. Because the, the coaches all live in like a one area at one time. I couldn't imagine the assistant no, coaches could have afforded Summit Street, could they? Uh, no, no, they not back then. I mean, Evie had money beyond just the money he made from. Didn't his fa- his wife's family have money? I, I believe so. Yeah, Evie had money coming out everywhere. I, I mean, believe so. I don't yeah. think any assistants were living in that neighborhood Mm-mm. on Summit Street. Mm-mm. We were wondering then when did the coaches start then going out and moving out to the reservoir area. Well, I think Hayden kind of said uh, that. I, yeah, I think Hayden, because even uh, Jerry Burns lived two doors down from us in a, in a small ranch home. And Lute Olson lived on Bristol Street, oh right, right off of Dodge Street. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, I mean, it, until well, society started to change to get into bigger, more opulent homes. Yeah. Um, well, they didn't even have those homes. No, back when Evie was I mean. back no. when Evie was here, where Hayden yeah. lived, that's that was all just wilderness. Wasn't yeah. It? yeah, that was just woods. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, back it was a lot different. Hayden, but Hayden did. He moved out to the reservoir early and stayed out there for pretty much his whole time. I don't think Hayden would have put up with a homeowners uh, <laughs> association. <laughs> I don't think. I don't think he would have. <laughs> no. How about Evie? No, I don't think he oh, no. would. Imagine no. Evie in a homeowner's association. <laughs> hey, Forrest, trim your, trim your hedges. Yeah. Trim your heavy, hedges, Evie says. Captain, uh, Captain could, you, could you have seen Evie in, uh, in Corville going at it? <laughs> I see Evie anywhere going at it. I mean, it depends on what you want. If, it would be interesting. Like, if you come here to be the Iowa football coach, the next one. I could see one somebody wanting to live in that. That Summit Street area is beautiful. Oh yeah, but for a lot of it, just yeah. seems like more people are more interested in going newer and out. I mean, but that I, I walk by some of those homes in Summit Street, big yards. They're beautiful. Oh yeah. Now I understand the taxes are probably just outrageous. That that 
part of Summit Street is still very coveted, though. Oh, I love it's. Yeah. Well, it's the neatest. I think it's the neatest area in Iowa City. That that goes from Kirkwood to Bowery. No, it goes from Kirkwood to Burlington Summit. Don't you think that's? I mean, I lived on that street yes. now, and I was just renting out part of a house because yeah. not all of those homes are now single-family dwellings anymore. They're- I wouldn't. The part of Summit Street that's across the bridge. Say you you got that bakery, and then you cross the bridge. That part is mm-hmm. is less. As you're heading toward Kirkwood. Yes. Yeah, that's where, yeah, it loses yeah. a little bit of its... Yeah. Pres- and where does Lucas Lucas Farms, was that a big deal? God, I walk by that sign all the time yeah, when I'm walking. You know, I don't, well, because there, there's people that want to... It's in the Longfellow neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they want to make it something, and they want to have homeowners crap and everything, and they keep seeking me out because I live in the Lucas Farms area and I don't want anything to do with it. I don't want anything to do with it. But I'm just curious though, the nice area we're talking about from the bakery north to Burlington Mm -hmm. Street where the beautiful... I don't think all of those are single family dwellings. I think some of those, like no, there's I, rental property. They were at one time. I but moved I here. In right. ni- I moved here in 1991, and Gary Fitzpatrick owned the house that I lived in. He owned the whole house. He lived. He lived in the main part of it. I rented out upstairs, mm-hmm. part of it, and and that was 30 years ago. And so I wonder how. No, they've got signs. They've got for rent signs. Mm. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. And one of them, one of the really neatest structures on there. You'll look. There's. It's a duplex. It's just. On, it's Victorian, and it's. Uh-huh. Just, but and then doesn't our buddy from commercials, Andrew Hotry, doesn't his family live on Summit Street? Because there's a big I sign. They do. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think beautiful they do. home yeah. on on the west side of Summit Street because yeah. it says Hotry's on it. Just a beautiful Victorian home, and I just oh, I love them. Those I are love nice them. homes and everything, no. but boy, they're expensive oh, to maintain they're, they're, because oh, yeah. they have to go back to original. Yes. You know, if they need windows or something. Everything, you know, very be, hard. Yeah. And some of them have old furnaces, and but I've, I've just been told the taxes on Summit Street are probably just outrageous. Hell, they're not too bad. They're high enough where I live on Arbor Street. I mean, so I can only... I'm, what do you think of how, one of those mansions on Summit, Tom? $30,000 a year in taxes? Property? Uh, oh, I don't know. When I'm spending almost be- five... For taxes, I know I don't know that it's quite. That I don't high, think it's that high. Fifteen twenty. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, Captain, what about what about Evie and then that lady from the Condo Association? <laughs> I I I think he would have shot her. Uh, <laughs> I'll let you guys go. Go on. Take care. Yeah, go on. How do you think Evie would have handled like? I don't a, think he would have handled her well at all. How would Evie have handled? Let's say we did a segment like with Evie, like we do with Don, but we let callers. How would Evie have handled our callers? Uh, he, he would have clashed with fake Ackerman. <laughs> how would talking a normal voice? How would he have handled Menu Boy? Yeah, God. Justin would, be, I would he'd be gone. I would love to summon his spirit. Today. Yeah, he'd be gone. Yeah. <laughs> no, no uh, somebody said they were, um, I don't know, they wanted to fight on our Facebook page, Shocker. And, uh, you know, we just kind of dismissed. I didn't really pay attention. To fight it. about what? Fight about uh, what's going on nationally and crap. Mm-hmm. And... Um, we just ignored him, and he went on. And I'm a good friend of Ackerman, and he spelled his name wrong. And, you know, so somebody just reached out to you on Facebook saying, "Hey, let's fight about politics." They wanted, yeah, basically, God, yeah. A, we post a story, what a, CBS or whatever, and then they'll come in and they'll want to fight. God, I just, and then this, uh, you know, it's, I, it's I posted, tiring. Yeah, I posted a statement, and I mean the statement. 
Uh, Biden's going to be the president. That's it. You're not going to argue about it on this page or you'll get escorted out. And then some guy comes back and goes, uh, you know, F me, you know, and all this. And so I just bounced him. Yeah. So then he made it. You're a, like a bouncer. You're not. Yeah, he made it a clause on his page. People are calling me saying, hey, this guy's. I don't care. You're not going to take the riffraff. Is that what you're saying? I don't care. Yeah. There's yeah. No know. time for riffraff. Yeah. Had it. I, you know, no tweets and uh, everything was uh, really nice this morning. <laughs> Hello. Hey, I had a question for Pat. Okay. Um, was that 921 Burlington you lived at in Gary's house? Uh, no, I lived on, it was on Summit Street. Eight, um, God, do I remember the address? It was Summit Street. Okay, because I knew some people that lived in one of... I thought it was the house that Gary lived in. Well, the house that he lived in then was on Summit Street, because, yeah, he he lived there, and I remember his dog, Guinness. I think this is on the corner of Summit and Burlington. Yeah, no, the house that I'm talking about was right on the middle. It was on Summit Street. You know where the sorority is there on the corner of Summit? And Gary's house was one, two, three, down... From the sorority three down on the same side of the street. So would it be right on uh, East Court Street, facing East Court it was, Street? Then it was not. It was if you go up each Gary's was a one more over to the left a little bit. Okay, and that's and it's got a purple door on it right now. It's been re, recently repainted. It's a white house. Yeah, I lived there for my first five years. I I, I love that neighborhood. And um, but um, I always knew that the only way I was going to live there was pay renting too because I wasn't going to be owning yeah. any one of those homes on that street. No. But yeah, no, it was on it was on Summit Street. Okay, uh, maybe he moved. I don't know. I don't I, yeah, know he there. moved because I know he moved from there. Then he lived on Morningside. I don't. I don't want to go through the Gary Fitzpatrick. <laughs> but no, yeah, he eventually moved from there. Well, I moved out of there in '96, and then I owned a home. Then I, God, where'd I go? I went out to. I lived at. Well, didn't Gary own the property above where Fitzpatrick's? I was? believe so. Yeah. And didn't he live in one of those? That I don't One know. Of his own. That I don't know. I know for from ninety one to ninety six, he lived on Summit Street in the house that I rented from him. Okay, so, yeah. this would have been mid eighties or early eighties. I was talking about. Oh no, that's way before my time. I'm, yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. 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 January the twenty eighth. What about it? That night, I was sitting at Fitzpatrick's with my uh, ex partners of this station. I just had agreed to buy the station. Uh huh. And I ordered a burger and fries, which were good. Yeah, very good. Oh, Fitchy had great uh, food. Oh, yeah. Sitting, sitting there with them, and he came over, and my partners introduced me, and he said, uh, uh, I'll, get you, I'll get you a shot. And I said, well, I, I, don't, I don't drink, but thank you very much. No, you'll drink with me. And I said, no, I, I don't drink. I'm, no, I'm not having a shot. <laughs> Get the hell out of my bar. That's what the bouncer said in Roadhouse. Remember when they told Patrick Swayze, if you're not drinking, you're out of here too. And I said to my partner, have a good night. <laughs> and I left. Did you take your burger with you? Uh, no. But remember, they had good pizza. Fitchies did. Remember their pizza? No, no. It was only in there once. No, oh, their, 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 their pizza was really, their chicken wings were good too because. Chicken wings were good. They were really spicy. They were big and he would pour red pepper. They were just really spicy. But no, Fitzy had great food. Yeah, well, he was a dick. 
Yeah, I know you didn't have a good. I mean, he was. Uh, I for me, he was fine. I mean, he remember always, that them. Uh, though, remember when we got hit with the two? He he got in a fight with the vine, and uh, they were fighting over the parking lot. Uh-huh. That's right. And he put that big. He had like two bar stools, two by fours, yeah, uh, and then some other apparatus. And the church got taken out by the tornadoes. I remember and that. everything. That was the barricade, the bar stools, the two by fours over. They weren't touched. They were still there. Is the vine still in that same location? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They yeah. still were there. Perfect. And their wings are still good. Oh no, yeah. My only yeah. complaint about the vine. Had them yesterday. My only complaint about the vine wings in the past has been that they used to be tiny. They're like popcorn. Yeah. But no, man, they always tasted good. Yeah, they're bigger now. But like I said, I can make good wings at home. I mean, just give me we got, buy fifteen of them, put it in the oven, put a little Frank's turkey with a little butter. And, mm. We got two dozen yesterday with fries for the dog. The dog had the fries. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they I were never, good. Yeah, I, I haven't had any bone-in wings for. You a didn't long give time. your dog any of the hot wings, did you? No, and well, I didn't. They were honey barbecue. I don't do the hot. Yeah, if I would have given my dogs French fries, it would have been Kahlua out in the backyard. <laughs> I mean, I gave my dogs dry dog food, and then I gave them... If I ate chicken or steak or something, I'd give them a bite of it. I'm not dealing with Baileys and cream with diets. Or a Dairy Queen. Yeah, I just, both of my dogs were... Their, their systems were very sensitive. They got off their... Well, she eats sensitive dog food. <laughs> but then she, she just likes fries. Yeah. But don't you give your dog ice cream, too? Uh, maybe once a week or mm. something, yeah. Yeah, she's happy. She's yeah. Healthy. I'm just saying, if that was my dog, it'd be pooping through a straw. No, her her poops are solid. Is that what Jan tells you when she picks them up? <laughs> I, well, I can see them now in the eyes. Because I guarantee you're not picking up those dogs' poops, are you? I'm not going to answer that question. It makes me look bad. Tom, who's picking up the poops at that house? You, you know, the same person who mows. You're trying to make me look bad. The only time you're picking up poop is if that dog happens to poop on your television, right? Then you'll maybe think about poop. Hey, Jan, can you wipe off the screen? <laughs> why, why would she? I'm watching CN, what is it, CINS? What is she, shooting them out in a, a 40 <laughs> Well, if you're kicking your fries and ice cream, she may be struggling. No, she's fine. All right, let's, let's get back to sports. Back to sports. How do we get off the trail? Well, we have with uh, shooting a... Uh, like she's shooting him out like it's a... <laughs> we haven't really talked about the basketball game yesterday, the Iowa-Minnesota. Yeah, I mean, I it went kind of... I, I, I tweeted right before the game, I thought they'd win by at least eight points. So Minnesota's an okay team. They're not a great team. And um, Iowa played well, and Minnesota missed a ton of three-point shots. I mean, they were four... Yes, they did. They were four of 17 in the first half. And some of those were wide open. And I just think Iowa's a better team. And you saw it. And Luca was Luca. What I think you saw yesterday is what we thought this team would be about. And the three big veteran mm-hmm. players scored 72 of their 86 points. Yes. The bench struggled at times. They didn't need the bench. No. They just didn't need them. There's going to be games where they need the bench. There's going to be games where Bohannon's not playing as well as he did. And they'll need Toussaint. Or we scamp. Or we, playing uh, yeah, well. it just depends on. The, Garza is the one constant. Because Keegan Murray could never get any traction. Yesterday. Patrick had a couple okay moves, but he missed some shots. And Fran just didn't. I mean, Toussaint played two minutes. That's it? Yeah. For, for, um, 
Fran just didn't, he just relied on his veterans. I mean, he just went with them and stuck with them, and they delivered. Wieskamp played a good game. He made a couple big threes when big shots, that shot that he made near the free throw line after Minnesota had cut the deficit. Mm -hmm. Garza made a big basket when it was cut to five. And early on, Robbins was giving Garza some trouble early on. He blocked two of his shots, but Luca just found a way to, he just, he just he plays so hard, and he just keeps coming. He just he's relentless. Not, he's just relentless. I mean, Robbins is probably more athletic than Luca Garza. I think we can. Yes. I don't think it's close. But yeah. Luca's a better basketball player right now. Robbins has got a chance, though. I think they both have a chance to play. No, I'm in, impressed with Robbins. Yeah, I thought he took a couple quick jumpers when maybe he shouldn't have. He's not as good a shooter as Luca. No. And I know that's the part of his game that he really wants to evolve, but. Luca taking a 15-20 footer is great. Do it. There was, I thought Robbins took a couple that were a little rushed. But Iowa played better because I think Iowa's a better team. And they just, now they're 11-2 and 5-1. and, five and one. This is about as good as it's been. For, I mean, you almost have to go back to Haluska's junior year. Mm-hmm. That team went 11-5. and five. This team's 5-1. Five, five and one. I mean, that's pretty impressive. No, it is. And, uh, you know, other than giving away the Minnesota game up there, they have played extremely well. And really. Minnesota will say they took it away because they made those open threes that you gave Well, them. and fair enough. I mean, you can just – but I almost wonder if they needed that in a way. They've, I think maybe, yes. They've I, won four games in a row since then. Maybe they needed something to just kind of slap in the face and Fran can say, hey, guys, look, you got to finish the deal in all these games. If you don't, this is what can happen. And now they're starting to do that. Well, and Illinois showed last night that literally – if you're not ready to play, you're gonna you're and, gonna lose in this. And league. I do think the Big Ten's good, but other I don't think the Big Ten has a bunch of elite teams. I think it's got some really. I think Iowa and Illinois and Michigan are the best, but I'm not convinced any of them are elite. Are you convinced any of them can beat Gonzaga? Um, I think if Iowa played their best, that yes, we could play with. But what if Gonzaga plays its best? Then we can't beat them. See, that's what I'm – but the other thing is there's a chance Gonzaga is going to be undefeated going into the NCAA tournament. That's going to be a ton of pressure on them. Hello. Pat, I have to respectfully disagree with you about Minnesota. Uh, I think – I mean, you said they're an okay team. We're number 16 in the country. Well, it's still early. Minnesota's 0-4 on the road in the Big Ten, and every game they've lost by an average of 21.5 points. Let's just let it play out a little more. They will not be ranked 16th when the season's over. That's all I'm saying. They can't I win on the road. We'll, no, they're they're not number. I mean, I don't I don't even know if they'll be ranked. I'm That's what saying, I'm saying. That right. was a good win. The the you know that Maryland game the other night. Uh, that's good. I know Maryland's still losing to teams they shouldn't lose to, but they keep beating teams, and that's going to be what they consider a quad one win. I know you don't like the quad stuff, Pat, but. Well, no, I don't just. I'm just saying. Right now, Maryland's two and five in the Big Ten. That's a long ways from being. I know, but they've beaten. They've beaten two of the contenders. Of the no, I know, but I'm just saying though. But road. that's right now. That's not a quality win yet. It may be, but Maryland's going to have to win some games. I mean, I mean, they're just. Well, I mean, but but from from the net metrics, it is though. Okay, but I'm just sorry. I I just can't say a team beating a team with a two and five conference record. That to me is not quality. But you know, it's. Well, I mean, it's. I don't know if it's worth arguing about. Just I just from from a from an NCAA when, when they're seeding, it's it's going to be a quality win. That's all I'm saying. I mean, well, you can't. What if book. Maryland? What if Maryland goes four and sixteen? What if well, Maryland no, goes? They'll, they'll probably drop. You're right. I yeah, mean, I mean, they. I think if they're probably the thing is, I think, and I could be wrong on this. Just my just my uh, naive thoughts on the rankings. I think the Big Ten's going to get ten teams in the in the tournament. Well, that wouldn't surprise had, me. I mean, he had not, possible. 
you had nine teams in the top 25 two weeks ago. And then, I mean, Indiana's looking good. Um, I don't think Maryland's going to make it. Purdue could make it. You could potentially have 10 or 11 teams. Maybe that won't happen, but I think it's going to be a record year for the Big Ten just because of their depth. Yeah, and but like I said, I don't – Indiana and Purdue, those aren't real good teams. They're okay. You don't have to be really good to make the NCAA tournament anymore. I mean, Iowa no. made it one going 10-8 and eight and 11-9. and nine. I mean – you know, you don't have yeah. to be really good to get in the tournament, especially if you're in a Power Five conference. All you got to do is pretty much stay above five hundred, break even. Yeah, yep. And I'm not knocking the that. That's the just the reality. That, the team that I'm concerned about for the Big Ten that nobody's talking about, and I know I get they've lost like four games now, is Michigan State. Uh, like on the Big Ten Network yesterday, we were talking about how well four teams have separated themselves: Iowa, Illinois, Wisconsin, and Michigan. The problem is, I've seen I've seen this play out too many times. Where is now four losses this early is very very weird for Michigan State, but if they go on a run, I mean, and they rattle off ten straight, and they're you know twelve and four, they're right back in the thick of things. And I just you're right, I, but I don't think they will. Count. I, I, just, I don't think they will. No, they don't have the horses. Don't, they don't think they have the. They don't have the you know Draymond Green, Denzel Valentine type of player no, this year. They don't have I think a point Joey guard. Hauser is probably their best player. They don't have a point guard. That's probably their biggest problem. They just don't have a true point well, guard. Don't right. they have that? Don't they have that rocket watch? But he's but not, he's a, point not a point guard. He's their four, He's trying to learn how to play point guard, and he's not, and it's just not working. With the name Rocket Watts, he should be a point guard. But well, his dad, you know, his dad Slick yeah. Watts. Um, yeah. But no, they just don't have a point guard. I just don't think Michigan State's very good this year. I mean, I, I mean, they could reel off no, some, I, but I, that Purdue game to me, they had that game and. I don't. I think Iowa's going to beat Michigan State on Thursday. I don't do you? Too. Yep. And that'll absolutely. make what will that make Michigan State two and five in the conference? Uh-huh. Yeah. So yeah, I think good. that's a. I'm a little bit nervous for that game. Oh, I think. Oh, you of need course, to be. you need to be. I, sure. But I think if Iowa plays up to its potential, Iowa's a better team. We than will Michigan. win. Yeah. There's lots of years where Iowa's yeah. not as good as Michigan State, no matter how well they play. That's not the case this year. Iowa yeah. will win if it plays like it did the other night. So right as of right now, uh, if you were to look at. The Big Ten, Pat, how many teams would you put in right now? Nine or ten, probably. Nine or ten would be my, would be my, I think if any team in the Big Ten goes um, 11 and nine in conference play, they're probably going to get in. And it looks like there's going to be. Well, I think that. uh, Go ahead. Go ahead, Pat. No, no, I'm just saying, say I, I think you just got to finish above 500, I think, to make the tournament if you're in the Big Ten, and I think eight or nine teams. Or at 500 or, maybe or, or, this year. Well, yeah, we'll do that. I mean, Rutgers right now, they're struggling to stay at yeah. 500 in the Big mm-hmm. Ten. I mean, the, the league's starting to beat on itself. And um, I, yeah. I, I do think that Michigan, Iowa, and Illinois are still, to me, they look like maybe the three best teams right there with Wisconsin. Those would be my four. Those would be my four. And the other thing, the reason why I'm so high on this, besides being a homer and, and looking at the rankings, um, you, you've got a couple of pretty poor conferences. The ACC is really down still. The Pac-12 sucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they um, do. And I don't really know much about the SEC. I think the SEC is probably behind the Big 12 and the Big 10. But the Big 12 and the Big 10, to me, the best conferences. And you're going to get an extra bid since the Ivy League's not playing. You're mm-hmm. going to yeah, get an extra at-large true. bid. So, yeah, very I don't true. Know, it'll be interesting to play out, so. Thanks for taking my call. No, right, hey, thanks discussion. a lot for the call. Yeah, but no, I just um, I think Iowa does it. Is it's the league is starting to separate itself into you can see Tears. groups. Yep. There's a four, a four team tier I think, and then after that, what we don't know is is that next tier an eight tier, and then you've got Penn State and Nebraska because didn't Nebraska lose again at home to Indiana yesterday? Yes. Yeah, Nebraska's just I mean they lost by eight. I think they're just they. They're not any good. I thought he would be better in his second year. They're just—they're not very good. 
And one of his players got a little upset at the end and kind of threw a – and I think Fred took him right out of the game. But, no, they, Nebraska looks like they could go like 2-18 and 18 in conference. Yeah, they do. They're conference play good. this year. And Penn State, they're dealing with COVID, and they're not very good. And I'm thinking the Big Ten's maybe not quite as good. I thought there would be maybe a few more. I don't think Indiana's that good. I mean, I think they're okay. I don't think Michigan State's that good. I don't think Purdue's that good. I don't think Ohio. I think Ohio State's okay. I mean, I think those teams that you just all of those teams that you just mentioned on some nights they're good and some nights they are very average. Those teams were like what Iowa was last year and the year before. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Everyone talks about how great Iowa was last year and how they had the, they ended the season with three losses and they were eleven and nine in conference. Play. Yeah, I mean they was, were not a great team. That was a pretty average. They were going to make the tournament. It was an average team with a, an extremely above average player. Yeah, and I think that there's a lot of average teams like that in the Big Ten that will make the tournament. I, yes. You don't have to be great to make the tournament anymore. It's just it's it's different. So, but now with Iowa, I mean, barring injuries. I mean, God, if they lost Garza for any extended period of time, do you imagine what that would do to this team? Well, it would certainly change things. I mean, Nunji. We'd have to, instead of going inside out, we'd have to go the other way. We'd probably have to depend on the more on the outside. Well, shooting. then you'd see Nunji's role change. Nunji had some good rebounds. I mean, he, he sure did. He was really hitting the boards hard. I wish he would get his offensive game a little more steady and consistent. Yeah. There's times where he takes some weird shots and what have you, but I really liked his work on the boards. They needed that because, you know, yesterday was a growing pain for Keegan. I mean, he just got a couple early fouls and what have you, but you can't rely on your two freshmen. every. Sometimes no. they're going to struggle. That's why you need the veterans to step up. Yeah, Keegan got two fouls right in, away. in a minute. Yeah, it, they, was just, it was just one of those days where, you know, wrong place, wrong time. But And then he got a third, you know, he got in again in the second half, got his third foul real quick again. Then. Yep, and then he could come out Thursday and give them 12 and 6. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It'll be interesting to see what Izzo does. Does he work harder to take away Garza, or does he work harder to take away Bohannon, Frederick, Wieskamp on the printer? Frederick's one of those who's kind of waiting in the wings. I think Michigan State's going to go out of their way to just – because we've seen it. If I team, think they're going to try to take away our, our outside if teams want a short, If teams want to shut Jordan down, they can do it. You just got to put one guy on him constantly. But the problem with that, though, is that opens up other things for Garza and Wieskamp and Fred. It'll be interesting to see if Izzo goes all out to just take Bohannon out of it offensively because if you do that, Frederick's going to be open. Yeah, Wieskamp's going to be open. And – Get someone in Wieskamp's face. He gets. He can get frustrated. I think sometimes. CJ's due. I think CJ C- is due. CJ's due. I we mean, didn't need him yesterday. They didn't need him, but I think they're going to need him in some of these games. So it'll be interesting to see how offensively he, we didn't need him. Yeah. Yesterday. No. No. They didn't. I mean. I mean Garza had twenty three in the second. And he just makes it look so easy. And I liked how he adjusted because a couple of his early shots, Robin sent him back. He blocked him. Mm-hmm. But Luca didn't get discouraged. He just kept coming. He just kept coming. He goes, yeah, you can block it. Well, see if you can block this one. That's how he plays. He just never backs down. And I think his teammates feed off that. Yeah, it was, but it was a good game. And it was good to see the starters have a good game, too, because they were, you know, I, I don't know that you always want your bench to, no. be, to be able to come in and no, play you better need your, than your starters. Bohannon's a fifth-year senior. Yeah. He's older than almost everyone in the conference. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he needs to play like that, and he did. More power to him. He had a great game. So do you think when we get back to normal, should Fran keep staying in the sweatpants, or does he need to get back in suit and tie? I'm sure he'll be suit and tie, but I kind of like the, the casual look. Did you like Raveling's casual look? Uh, I did. I've been told about the press conference stories. Raveling would get pizza ordered to his press conference. Actually, what I really would like to see is to have him do it like baseball does it. 
And the coaches oh, you know. have to be in uniform. <laughs> yeah. But then when the game starts, does Fran have to take off the sweats and be in shorts like the players? Absolutely. That, that would be interesting. Yeah, absolutely. Do you remember the stories about Raveling would get pizza ordered to the pre- – that was before my time. He would get pizza ordered to his pre- – I heard one story where he was eating a piece of sausage pizza and sausage fell off and rolled onto the floor. <laughs> his hands would get all greasy from the pizza. <laughs> This was during a game? No, this was his post-game press conference. <laughs> oh, yeah. He would get pizza catered into his press yeah. conferences. And he I remember st- Ralph Miller's press conference. He would get cigarettes catered in, wouldn't he? he and whiskey? He would fill up an ashtray. I mean, <laughs> fill up an ashtray. So was the room just secondhand like, smoke uh, everywhere? Absolutely. Like the fog? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yes. God, that's a... I remember when secondhand smoke was just a way of life. Well, and back then, you know, most everybody smoked. smoked. Yeah. And so it wasn't just Ralph that was. No, it's good he for was that. chained, though, wasn't he? He was good for you. I mean, he was lighting another one before the other one was even out, wasn't yes. he? Yes. Yes. Now, Evie didn't smoke, did he? Uh, I can't answer that for sure. I don't think so. But I'm, I'm not positive. Because back then, even healthy people smoked. Oh, yeah. Right? You, doctors people, smoked. You know, they're giving you your cancer. Well, okay, in the last, when did they ban smoking here at the U of I, at UIHC? Is it, what, 10 years ago? How's that? I remember, I remember uh, the first time I was, I was going there for treatments, and you, you know, I, I had like an appointment at 1, and they wanted you to be there early, and I'd pull up at noon going into the ramp, and you couldn't see the front of the building. Everybody was out there at noon smoking. I mean, seriously. You still, you'll, I can still drive around and see people outside their places of work, but I just yeah. don't think as many people smoke cigarettes anymore. No, they don't. No, they don't. No. I'm sure the industry has just been gutted, hadn't it? Uh, yes. Which is well, good. Well, they're, th- they're into food now. I mean, they're buying, you know, they buy. Well, whatever to do to stay afloat. Yeah. Hello. So when my parents lived across the street from Ted Supo, my dad and I would go over there and watch games on his satellite dish, and we got one of the Fox Sports Wests. George Raveling was doing color commentary for Pac, back then Pac-10 games. He would eat pizza on the air during the games. <laughs> and cause you'd see it in the background of shots when they were, you know, in the background if somebody was inbounding or whatever. And you'd hear it sometimes because he had those mics the headsets with the mics that come right in front of the mouth. Uh-huh. They keep hitting the microphone with the slices of pizza, <laughs> and you just keep hearing it. That's funny. Pounding the mic. But I could just see that sausage rolling off the table and falling <laughs> on the floor. <laughs> oh, George. That's funny. He's only here for three years. Yeah. But he was in and out of here. Remember, he's come back and said that that was one of his biggest regrets, leaving Iowa City when he did. Boy, he sure had put together a team, didn't he? He did. Damn. His team's never really overachieved on the court, though. I mean, he made the tournament two out of three years here, but they also had a losing record. But, well, I mean, that's who Tom Davis well, inherited. Well, he inherited his recruit. Yes. yes. Tom Davis, yes. He took George Davis's players to an – George Davis. George, George Raveling's players to another level. Yeah. Hello. Do you think next year um, the basketball coaches will return to suits, or do you think this will – Suits. Stay with them now, and they won't. Wear I think suits. they'll be wearing suits. Most of them. Some may not. I mean, I think most will be wearing suits again. Possibly, they might put on skeleton outfits. I heard a rumor <laughs> that they might do that, like but. the Cobra Kai did in the Karate Kid. Remember when <laughs> yeah. they beat up Johnny? Yeah. Wouldn't it be or great Danny, if they Danny. had skeleton outfits? <laughs> Danny Larusso. Wasn't that his name? Daniel yeah. Larusso. I don't know. 
Yeah, that, they the that, Halloween uh, party. That uh, Cobra Kai show on uh, Netflix is pretty good. What's it? Is it about the Karate it, it's Kids? It's a continue. Yeah, it's a continuance. They're grown up and they're teaching other uh, kids. And no they mercy. Got, and they got Sweet problems. The <laughs> they got problems. But no, that that they beat him up the night of the yeah. Halloween party because yeah. remember he poured water on Johnny and they were all wearing those stupid. They're all stuff. the the originals. I mean, it, yeah. It, I mean, it's all the like Steve McQueen's son, Dutch. He's in it. Chad McQueen? Yeah, I think he is. Yeah, they must. I mean, and who were the, uh, I don't remember. Well, Dutch was, I mean, the guy who played Dutch, that was Chad McQueen, Steve McQueen's son. Yeah, yeah, the originals. Points are no points. You're dead meat. Dead meat. (laughs) Cobra Kai. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not too excited about it. uh, It's like a a big thing. Oh, I know it is. They just went into their... Third season or something. I can honestly say I'll never watch it. Sweep the leg. You got a problem with that? 97% of Google users like the show. Gee. Oh, well, then, hell, that changes my Uh, opinion, I guess. Ralph Macchio, William Zabka. That's Johnny Lawrence. Yeah. Get him a body bag. (laughs) No, it's it's actually a pretty decent show. I'll take your word for it. I'll take You've your never watched it. anything on a stream, have you? No. I'm not going to watch Cobra Kai, the remake of Karate Cobra... Kid 40 years ago. How can, you know, maybe one day I'd like to go to wherever, uh, you know, Fitzy ends up with you and and refuse to have a drink. And, uh, and we can well, I wouldn't talk refuse. about this. I wouldn't we can talk about f- this stuff. I would have had a shot. With I would have taken a shot. Hey, yeah, Gary, thanks. Can I have another one? Oh, thanks, geez. man. Hey, I just. <laughs> Gary used to get me free beer all the time when I'd go there. I didn't want to have a shot. <laughs> Clearly. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a, that is your choice. I yeah. would have chosen to take the shot. I would too. I yeah. would have, especially if he let me choose. I'm not a big shot taker. I've never no. been, never been a big shot. I have a story that. Well, uh, I used back in the day. I did, but no. Here's a here's a funny story. I'll tell you. It was not funny for my friend, and it um, fortunately he's still my friend, but. I, he was all drunk one night, and I said, hey, hey, take this shot of schnapps, but it was really Yukon Jack mixed in with wild turkey. <laughs> so he, yeah, give it to me, thinking it was schnapps, and I think he thought it was Pete schnapps, and he, and he takes it, and he swallows it right away. And then he just, the bathroom for this, this was a narrow bar type thing uh-huh. called Julio's on Court Street in Des Moines. The bathroom's this long walk down this long hallway, and he just went scurrying. Then he came out about five minutes later, eyes watering, and he, he said, th- hey, hey, thanks, man. I just lost my meal. Because yeah. <laughs> so, if you mix Yukon and wild turkey, it's sort of unpleasant. Hello. Hi. Well, when you have Rowdy Brothers, my brother went to bring me brownies, and it was really a plug of tobacco. So <laughs> Nice. They, or, or they bring you lemonade, and it's really a, a pickle juice. So, uh, <laughs> But anyway, do you remember back when you uh, – the Football coaches had to wear suits? No. Yeah, I, I do. Before my time. Yeah, yeah. they did. You're right. Because didn't Abby always wear a suit and Woody Hayes? Uh, yeah, Woody Hayes always. Yeah, well, Woody would and wear a tie and a white his top coat, and then pretty soon his tie would go. And... Yeah, Woody would wear a short sleeve shirt with a tie, and then sometimes he'd have that beige windbreaker on sometimes. And, and Bear Bryant always was he, he dressed the nines. Yeah, I, I think that's unnecessary to have to. Hank Stram used to wear, remember, yeah, for the sure. Kansas City Chiefs? Yeah. yeah. And then, and then they changed, but uh, Landry, for the Cowboys, he always wore a suit. Yes, he did. Bud Grant didn't. No. But but I remember back then it was always necessary. I don't think it's necessary. I don't either. Then, 
I don't either. Okay, guys. Well, see you later. All right. Then you, got Bill, then you got Bill Belichick wearing cut-off sweatshirts, <laughs> getting ready to be, He's getting the Medal of Freedom. Is yeah. he? He and Jim Jordan. Yeah. Jim that's Jordan. Just the Belichick one, fine. I mean, you know, I mean, I mean that's fine. I don't have, yeah, there's, but, you know, there's, there can be a case made for it. And, but Jim Jordan. And, but Jim Jordan. Jim Jordan's just a freaking horrible. liar, son. You know, I mean, you don't get wrestlers accusing anybody of anything like that and admitting it if it isn't the truth. And there are 30 people, wrestlers and, and assistant coaches, that say he knew everything going it's on. It's too bad yeah. the guy who supposedly took the call from him didn't tape that call and has it on tape. Then mm-hmm. that would be impossible to deny. Because a lot of his supporters are just saying these guys are lying. But I just don't know why that many former Ohio State when wrestlers have, would lie. When you have that many people yeah. saying the same thing, it's... No. You know, it's the same thing with Trump's well, women accusers. He's lying. He's They're lying. not all lying. He's getting up and lying about the election still, Jordan. Jordan has no credibility whatsoever. He should not get but it. He's going to have the Medal of Freedom. Yeah, it just degrades the Cheapens whole damn thing. Yeah, it sure does. Hello. I thought uh, Karn was going somewhere else with that lemonade story. <laughs> yeah, I was concerned. <laughs> <laughs> I trust her. I was concerned. Where did you think she was going? Well, I wasn't sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was. Um, but pickle juice supposedly helps you with if you're cramping. Yeah, that's what they say. That's what I've been told. But no, Evie used to wear I, all the photos I see of Evie. He would have a tie on and a trench coat. Lots of times, he would yeah. have a big trench coat yeah, and a did. top hat, and he looked like Fred McMurray. <laughs> Top hat. He yeah. did. He would wear a. He'd wear a. You know, one of. I don't know if they call not it, a top. Not hat. a top hat. You know okay. what I. Well, what do a, they call those things? Uh, Is it a fedora? Would that be a fedora? Yeah, not a top. But yeah, he'd not have not a, a fedora exactly a, either. A boulder. But you know what I'm talking yes. about. They were big in the fifties. They had a little feather in the side, and yeah. they'd fold up. He'd wear that with a it's trench. Just a hat. He'd wear that with hat. a trench coat, and yep. a lot of them he'd have a trench coat on. I would like if I'd like to see somebody in a top hat go out there. But yeah, but it wasn't a fedora either. I don't know how to describe it. A bowl- I just call him a, a dress hat. Did they call him bowlers, or I'm, is that a different hat? I don't know. I I just call them dress hats because yeah. I remember my dad even had some of those back when I was a real. Uh, he didn't wear them much. Every once in a while, he'd wear them to church or something. My of dad had had like one or two hats, but he didn't wear them much. Oh, my dad right. wore hats all the time. He wore. Um, he loved hats. He collected them. I mean, he loved any type of cap. He loved wearing them. Notre Dame caps, PGA Tour golf. Ta- I mean, just, you know. My head looks ridiculous with anything on it. You don't look good in a hat. No, I look like a gumball machine. <laughs> Artie, you're Artie Johnson. I'm accused. I, I, you didn't. What hurt you more, Artie Johnson comparison or the man from Up? Because so I've accused you of both. Yeah, that could just smack you. <laughs> Who would you rather be, Artie Johnson or the guy from Up? Artie Johnson, the, the guy from Everybody always compares <laughs> me with um, Chuck Harris. Do you believe in the hereafter? <laughs> of course I do. <laughs> <laughs> then you know what I'm here after. Artie Johnson got his start in Andy Griffith. He was a hotel clerk when they went to the big city. Checked him in the room. It was Artie Johnson. Yeah. Didn't he get his, didn't he? I remember Artie Johnson as a little kid from Laughing. Yeah, yeah. He'd open up the door to laugh. I remember watching laughing every once in a while because I remember who's the lady that screamed all the time. Still on every night. Root, not uh, Joanne, Joanne Worley. Worley. She yeah. screamed and she wore yeah. big scarfs and was always screaming. Yeah. Uh, it, 
yeah, Ruth, yeah, Joe and Worley screamed, and then Ruth Buzzy hit was people the with one her umbrella, right? Didn't she? With her, yeah. uh, then you verse. know what I'm here after. <laughs> <laughs> and then you had Goldie Hawn. No, I remember. I, I, I do remember laughing. This thing's still, they're showing it on decades every night. Was it popular back then? Did oh, it my get, God, yes. Oh, yeah, it was huge. So were you guys like in high school and college? Yes, yeah. Did you watch it like religiously? Did, religiously. Yeah. Loved it. Okay, because no, I remember it being, I remember. Yeah, but it's it. really dated now. Oh, I'm sure it is. Well, and I'm how sure so? Like, I mean, they can't, they can't be paying anything to show that decades channel. Well, it, it Dan Rowan was smoking cigarettes any. on that show all the time. Yeah, yeah. And didn't he die of lung cancer? Yes. Well, so did uh, Chet Huntley. I mean, they yep. all did. In fact, Peter Jennings. And the, he died uh, after nine eleven. He had quit smoking forever, and then uh, during nine eleven, he started smoking again. Well, you he see all those old clips cancer. of newsrooms, just cigarettes everywhere. Uh-huh. Everybody Walter smoked. Cronkite smoked. Everybody yeah. smoked. Yeah. yeah. And I know people, like the people that are against like marijuana, well, it's just, yeah, marijuana, but you take a cigarette. How many puffs do you take off a cigarette, Tom? 20, 30? 20, probably. Imagine taking 30, 20 hits off a of marijuana. It's You can't even compare the two. Well, and you it, can't, I mean, I smoked 40 cigarettes a day. And each cigarette, you took 20 to 30 it's, puffs. Absolutely. You, you and I loved every cigarette I ever had. <laughs> Hello? Hello, Steve. Hello, Tom. Hey, Hello, Dennis. Guy. How you doing? Good, Dennis. Hi, How are Dennis. you? Man, uh, only Cocker was quick and laughing. And, and Kiko and the man, I'm, I'm humming that tune all morning. <laughs> well, so, if you do another album, maybe you should do that song. Yeah. Yeah, Kiko and the man, that's a good idea. Yeah. How's everything going in D.C.? Yeah, I know. No, it was terrible. It was ridiculous. It is, and uh, we're probably going to have part two uh, inauguration yeah. day. Are you going to go to the inauguration? Yeah, I, th- I think uh, it's going to be pretty much n- no spectators, isn't it? Yeah, I think. Yeah, it is no spectators. Yeah, good. Yeah. Good. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like, uh, but, yeah, it, it's been, uh, it's been lucky the last week. Uh, I, I just shook my head. Just well, shook my head on Wednesday. What? Uh, what are you doing? Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. Who did you vote for? Uh, Who did you vote for? Dennis, Dennis, Dennis. I'm returning the show this morning. Thanks for taking my call. Oh, good. Dennis, who did you vote for this time? Who do you think I vote for? I don't know. (laughs) Who did you vote for? I I, I voted for Trump. (laughs) Okay, Dennis. Good call. 
<laughs> but I didn't know you would go this far. <laughs> well, the rest of us did. Yeah. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Go down to the Capitol. I don't think he meant go into the Capitol. Yeah. <laughs> well, I yeah. I think he did. Yeah, we think he did, but. Yeah, I know, but it's it, it going to be a very interesting 10 days coming up. All right. Well, you, you are correct. You take care, Dennis. Good to talk to you, buddy. Good to hear from Dennis. Yeah. Voted for him again. <laughs> well, <laughs> what did he say? He voted, he voted for, for Trump. Yeah. Oh, he did? Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. a lot of people did. Yeah. Well, they lost. They did. Yeah. Badly. Did you see the statement from the First Lady? Yes. Yeah. Kind of weird that she put the policeman in the same paragraph with the... Do you know that... I just don't get it. Yeah. It, he started using everybody's Twitter when he got bounced. Mm-hmm. And, he, and Twitter was just bouncing right and left. But he never tried to use her Twitter. <laughs> really? That was the only Twitter that he did not try to use. I wonder why. Because uh, maybe she, you know, I don't know. But he he got on his campaign chairman, and they bounced that. I mean, they were bouncing right and left. I mean, and now there's no uh, no more parlor. No, you know, all they were asking parlor to do was moderate, so that there couldn't be threats and people's addresses and crap. And they didn't do it. No, because that's not what parlor was set to do. Parlor was set to let her rip. And say anything, and then people are going freedom of speech. That isn't freedom of speech. It's not protected. No, threats are not protected. You know, no hate speech. Hate speech is not protected. Uh -uh. No, yeah, maybe he'll just start his own. Not on private companies, anyway. Yeah. I mean, you have one. Sounds yeah. like he may just start his own platform. And yeah, if he does, good luck there. More, more power to him. Yeah. I'll never go on it. And nope. But if they want to have their own, then well, you got to get on. You know, there's two phones. You got your Androids, and you got you know which is owned by Google, and you got uh, Apple. Mm -hmm. uh, that's it. So if you don't get apps on there, you're kind of screwed. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see uh, what happens. Well, I don't well, think I, we can top Dennis Murphy. I don't think anybody could. I wonder when the last time Dennis Murphy was. Was top, and I have no idea what he said. And I'm just—you guys seem to think it was really good what he said. I'll take your word for it, because I have no, no clue what I, he said. Dennis, you, I like Dennis. Dennis, yeah. Dennis, well, I'm not—I don't yeah. like her. I just don't know what he said. Well, he's, he's once you get to know him, you—I don't know. For some reason, you can understand him. Yeah, I just—it takes time, though. I will give you that. I wasn't sure what just transpired there. He came out here, went to the Kmart parking lot, and sold 400 well, freaking. Uh, no, it was Kmart. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. It was Kmart. And he sold 400 T-shirts at $10 each. Seriously. That's so, pretty good. The ma major effing star. Yeah, the major effing star. Should we take this call? Well, why? Why not? Why not? Hello? Yeah, the last call was December 13th, 2013. <laughs> yeah? Well... <laughs> And, and thank you all for that. I highly compliment on me. 
So, d did you sell 400 T-shirts, or Steve inflated that number no, a little? No, I thought he told me he did. Oh, no, no, uh, I sold, no, uh, my, my cover cut for the T-shirts was around, uh, $11,000. <laughs> Well, there you go. I guess I got <laughs> Yeah, well, I can see that. Well, well, all right. All right. Thank you for that. Okay. <laughs> Take care, Dennis. Did I hear him say something about getting laid? <laughs> yes. Yes, you did. Yeah. Did it just recently happen? 2013. No, 2013. Yeah, he, so I was wrong. He made $11,000. I think that was total in sales, wasn't it? I don't. Hello? Hey, Chad. What? I'm crying with you. People with all their love she ain't clearly only crying my gears. <laughs> I didn't. What did he say? People who don't enunciate clearly really grind my gears. Okay. Okay. He had a hell of a podcast here, Pat. Who did? <laughs> You're doing. Oh, I thought you said he had. I, did, I didn't know if Dennis Murphy used. Did you guys used to do a podcast with him? No, no. we never did a podcast. Didn't he used to call in and fight with Gavin? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, those were great. They didn't like each other. Those were almost no. as epic as the big chicken and. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They didn't like each other? Uh, in Family Guy, yeah. No, not too much. Would it get nasty? Would it get heated? Yeah, but it was arable. And nobody <laughs> could understand what either one was saying, so you couldn't get sued, right? Is that what it was? It's true. Yeah. All right. Well, um, let's see. 9.35 on Wednesday, we'll have Nicholas Bear on. He's now a grad assistant. I'll talk to Haluska, too, and maybe see if, if Adam has time, maybe have Adam on around 10. That'd be great. And, um, and tomorrow that, uh, the coach will be Yeah, back. and I'll come back in tomorrow. We'll, do the, uh, we'll, we'll be in with coach to talk about what I hope is a Ohio State victory. That would be wonderful. Or at least a good game. I, just, I, I hope Ohio State doesn't go in there and lose like 38 to 15 or whatever because then you're never going to hear the end. Oh, they shouldn't have been in there, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. Well, then Clemson shouldn't have been in there because they beat Clemson, so we'll see. And Notre Dame shouldn't have been in there. Uh, Notre Dame shouldn't have been, but who should but have somebody been? somebody had to Somebody been. had to be in there. And the only other even close possibility Texas was Texas A&M &M and Alabama beat them 54 to 20 or something yeah. like that during the season. Do you want to take this? Yeah, what sure. the hell? What the hell? No, they they hung up. They, yeah, They're they not waiting up. for our nonsense. Yeah. I'm going to go home and, you know, I'm going to go home and listen to some music. What should I listen to? What should uh, I start with? I would listen to Ace of Bass. I don't have them. Uh, uh, you can get them on the internet. How about Squeeze? Squeeze is excellent. Squeeze yeah. is greatest hits. Goodbye, girl. Great song. You ever heard it? Yeah. Yeah. I heard you playing. Were you playing the birds earlier today? Yeah, Mr. Spaceman. What the hell brought that on? What, we you were talking. Me? We were talking about in the bill uh, for COVID relief yeah. that Trump signed. Yeah. He made them put a, uh, a codicil in it, a, a provision that in the next 180 days, they have to, uh, that the government has to tell all it knows about UFOs. Okay. Yeah, it has to. Oh, and that's why Mr. Spaceman. Okay, yes. I get it. Okay, now that yes. makes sense. Yes, all right. All right. I just thought you 
Just completely it. out of format. No, I thought I'm like dangerously no. out of. Format. No, I'm driving her, and I'm like, wow, he finally sold us. Dangerously like, out of format. He finally sold the station, is what I was saying. Nobody told me though. I was almost ready to oh, turn believe around. Believe me, you won't know. Oh, I know. I fully expect to come in here some. Oh no, your segment's over. See you later. Come yeah. in, some guy will be sitting. Either with a, uh, a a priest collar or a sombrero in, the, in Hunter's desk. <laughs> but I heard, I'm like, man, they're playing the birds. What the hell is going on? I thought maybe somebody had. No, he, he put captive. this thing that they have to tell all they know about. But then he came right back afterwards with some nonsense. I, it was uh, called the news. No, then the next song, <laughs> not, the next song he played after that was vintage, and I knew I was heading to the right place. What I can't I? remember what it was. I can't remember uh, either. I, I can't. But remember I do either. remember Mr. Spaceman. No, I remember Mr. Mr. Spaceman, I was I was pleasantly surprised. So. All right, we done here? We're done. All right. Uh, thanks for listening. HawkFanatic.com. Check it out. It's free.